Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome in to this fine podcast on this fine evening. We are going to talk some football. I hope that you guys out there are having a fantastic day, night, morning, whenever you're listening to this on your technological device. Today, on this fine day, we're going to talk some news and notes and also 10 guys that are entering Tux Club. What's Tux Club, you say? Oh, thank you so much for asking that really important question on this really important show that I host. Tux Club is what Harris Football would say the flag players, what the fantasy footballers would say the my guys. It's 10 players that I have handpicked that are in the very exclusive club, I must add, called Tux Club. My name is Tucker Saley, the host of the Saley Fantasy Football Podcast. And these are 10 players that I love regardless of ADP. It's just strictly based off of talent and 10 players whose talent that I truthfully believe in. And there are 10 spots in this really packed club. It's really noisy in here. My goodness, this show is so stupid. Um, <laughs> so we, we are going to talk those 10 players, but first... Of course, we have to go over the news and notes from around the league. The news and notes, you say? Let us dive right in and waste absolutely no more of your time as I continue to stall here and look at my paper. The first piece of important news today is that players are 93% vaccinated throughout the NFL. That's good. That's awesome. Hopefully, there's way less COVID outbreaks than there was Last year, obviously, Tennessee right now is experiencing something crazy, something pertaining to a COVID outbreak. And speaking of Tennessee, speaking of the Tennessee football Titans, Ryan Tannehill was placed on the COVID list earlier today. Oh, oh, and who else? Oh, I'm getting word now that Mike Vrabel as well has been placed on the COVID list. Wish them a speedy recovery. I think COVID is going to play a role in the NFL season this year, but not nearly as bad as it was last season because there was not a vaccine out. Um, but that is not rocket science. I do not need to tell you that. Get the shot, please. Dak Prescott will not be on a pitch count, according to offensive coordinator Kellen Moore, for those who are Ezekiel Elliott owners or even any Dallas Cowboy fantasy owners. I think that that's pretty big news. Obviously, we want to see Dak succeed. Great guy on and off the field. And if you've read anything... About his story, you know that the past year, or if you've watched Hard Knocks, for that matter, um, and seen his life story and what he really has had to endure over the last year, year and a half, um, it really is incredible, the guy that he is. So uh, wish him nothing but the best and hopefully a good, healthy season to come. Cole Beasley is making headlines. You don't say? Yeah, I do say. Um, that guy is something else when it comes to the media and his anti-vaccination stance. He is very anti-vax. He apparently, I, I don't really want to dive too deep because I didn't really care enough to read into it, but apparently he was near a trainer. He Cole Beasley had his mask on. The trainer had his mask on. The trainer was fully vaccinated. The trainer was tested positive for COVID, and Cole Beasley tested negative, and Cole Beasley was sent home from practice for five days. <laughs> seems like the NFL is not playing any games and I don't want to say forcing their hand 
to get NFL players vaccinated, but they're pretty much <laughs> doing all that they can to try and get these players vaccinated. Get the shot. Uh, Sony Michelle was traded to the Los Angeles Rams in exchange for two late round picks by the New England Patriots. I can't see Michelle as anything more than a flex in any format, but I guess that this kind of sort of muddies Daryl Henderson's value a bit. Henderson is still the guy to own there for me, but Sony Michelle, absolutely. If he's on your waiver wire, worth a stash. If you have a normal amount of bench spots, unlike my league, my home league, where my commissioner does not believe in a normal amount of bench spots, but if you guys have seven or more bench spots, you're doing something right. Devin Funches was placed on IR. We're not going to see Devin Funches for about the 17th year in a row. What team does he play for, you ask? Oh, he plays for the Packers. Um, don't know if you knew that because we haven't seen him in ages, but wish him a speedy recovery, of course. Running back Rashad Penny of the Seattle Seahawks is on the roster bubble. The former first-round pick is on the roster bubble. A lot of Rashad Penny truthers out there. Crickets. Actually, there are. There are a couple in the industry. I honestly don't know anything about him, but I know that every single time that I've watched him play, I've thought, wow, Chris Carson should really be in there running the football. So doesn't surprise me. Apparently, they're shopping him. If not, they might cut him. And, yeah, I'm going to stop talking about that because it's not really that relevant. Trevor Lawrence and Andy Dalton were named the starters. Trevor Lawrence is a baller. I think that he steps right on in there, competes, does his thing, the best prospect since Luck, the best prospect since Manning. Honestly, whatever you want to say, Trevor Lawrence is a beast. And then Andy Dalton will start for the Chicago Bears probably the first half. We know what Andy Dalton looks like playing football. I would love to see Justin Fields. Yes, I think we all would. Welcome, Welcome to, to the, the club. club. Wow, it sure is loud in here in this exclusive club. Talks Club, VIP members only. Top 10, 10 members will enter. And depending on how they do this season, depending on what I see on the field, they will either be replaced next year in the club or they will be invited back to the club. 10 players. I'm sure if you've been following the show since the beginning, you probably have an idea of at least a couple of them. There's going to be a couple repeats. Surprise, surprise. There's not a whole lot going on in the preseason because NFL games have not started up yet, believe it or not. So the 10 club members, the first one, the first inaugural, honorable, unbelievable all right i'm gonna stop the first member of the tux club 2021 is none other than the running back who led the league in yards per carry last year he is on the greatest rushing offense statistically in nfl history over the last two seasons it is sir jk dobbins Welcome to the club. JK. JK is rolling on in to the club as we speak. His current ADP is 28th overall. He's going as the RB15. I think that that is just stealing. The two stats that I mentioned earlier about the yards per carry and the Ravens being one of, if not the greatest, rushing attacks of all time. And then Mark Ingram, the thorn in everyone's side, is now out of the picture. I mean, what what are we missing here? J.K. Dobbins is special. J.K. Dobbins is one of the best running backs in the NFL. We didn't see him a lot last year, but from week 10 on, he was absolutely balling. 
I am planting my flag on J.K. Dobbins this year. I'm the only one in the whole industry calling for a top five finish from J.K. Dobbins. I think that the late third round is criminally under-drafting him. A lot of people are concerned about the receiving work, but guess what? Last I checked, Gus Edwards does not catch footballs. He doesn't. He doesn't catch footballs. The only running back in that backfield that is going to be catching any footballs this fall is J.K. Dobbins himself. Lamar doesn't really dump it off. That's fine. We don't really need the running backs to catch footballs anyways when they're in one of the greatest rushing offenses in NFL history. Obviously, Lamar and Gus are going to get their fair share of carries. More so, more emphasis on Lamar. I'm a lot more worried about Lamar potentially shaking away from J.K.'s work than Gus. I think Gus probably gets seven, eight touches a game. He does his Gus Edwards thing where he is a low-end flex in a deep 14 or 16-team league. But J.K. Dobbins this year, man, is a running back one, locked and loaded. He is the first member of the club. I think that he double-digit touchdowns, easy money, 1,000 yards plus easy money if he stays healthy. J.K. is so, so good, man. (laughs) I cannot wait to watch him play football this year. And you should too. You should be really excited. Now, the other guys going in that range, like David Montgomery, Miles Sanders, Chris Carson, Josh Jacobs, Clyde Edwards-Elair, no. J.K. Dobbins is so far ahead of those other guys. I slot him in with the Aaron Jones, Jonathan Taylor, Antonio Gibson tier, and I think that he is near the top of that tier. I am really high on J.K. Dobbins. Don't flock with the industry because the industry wants to tell you that every single person that finished where they were last year is going to finish relatively close to that same spot. It never happens. Never. There's never been a year in fantasy football where we play a year and then we play the next year and everyone finishes within like four spots of each other the next year. It just does not happen. It's not physically possible. So if you're going to Pick your guy. Pick your guy based off talent. J.K. Dobbins is absolutely balling. Averaged six yards a carry last season. And he had over 100 carries. I mean, (laughs) once he took over that backfield, when Mark Ingram was out of the picture, J.K. blossomed. What are we missing? What are we missing? What is the argument against? I don't see one. Grab J.K. Dobbins in every single draft that you have. Welcome to the club, my friend. Number two. My goodness, I am beating a dead horse here. Welcome to the club, Sir Joe Mixon. The one, the only Joe Mixon. The one, the only guy who, when he's healthy, is a baller. When you watch Joe Mixon play the game of football, there are few players on planet Earth that could play the running back position like Joe Mixon does. He consistently produces as a low end. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that he is a top three running back, but consistently year in, year out, every single time that you turn on the tape and watch him play football, he gets more than what is blocked. Why do I say that? I say that because the Cincinnati Bengals have the last five years probably had the worst line in football, and yet... Joe Mixon, year in, year out, when healthy, is a top 10 running back. 
I mean, most of the time that you watch them play football, he gets the ball and there's a defender in his face. <laughs> I mean, most times, I mean, you, you'll watch him play and he turns a four-yard loss into a two-yard gain and the casual football fan will see that and say, oh man, like Joe Mexon just sucks. Wow, two-yard gain. But in reality, it's his O-line that doesn't do him any favors. I mean, it doesn't help that the Bengals win like three years a game on average, but um, I think that the Bengals this year will be a lot better. Their skills positions are as good as anyone with Burrow, Chase, Tyler Boyd, T. Higgins, and Joe Mixon himself. Their O-line is still bad. I am not going to sit here and tell you that it is anything other than bad. I will not believe that the Bengals line is anything other than bad until I see the Cincinnati Bengals line be anything other than bad. But talent wins out sometimes. I'm willing to bet this year that it does. Giovanni Bernard is no longer in the picture. The Bengals defense is going to stink. Joe Mixon is going to get all the opportunities. Current ADP 21, RB 13. I had him. I took him 10th overall in my draft this past weekend, my PPR 10-team draft, and I felt really good about it. I love Joe Mixon. Welcome to the club. Make some room, JK, for those two studly AFC North running backs. Number three, number three, number three to the inaugural Tux Club. Number three. Number three. Number three. Center and ready. All right, we're ready. All right, cool. Good to go. Bouncer. Yeah. All right. Sir. Keenan Allen. Welcome, Welcome to, to the, the club. club. Current ADP of 23. The wide receiver nine off of the board as of this moment. And my goodness. That is worth every penny. If you had Keenan Allen last year like I did in my main league, I had the Herbert Allen stack, and that was unstoppable. It seemed like every single game that you watched for the Chargers, they were down 45-7. to But Justin Herbert would always throw a touchdown to Keenan Allen, and if you had them or at least had Keenan Allen, that's certainly what it felt like last year. He was... The RB3 up until he was a top five wide receiver up until he was hurt last year. And I think that a lot of people have a sour taste, myself included a little bit, from that playoff game where Keenan Allen had a hammy injury. It was week 14. It was playoffs in that same league I had him. He walked out to the camera for fantasy owners on that Thursday night and said, don't sit me. And I did not sit him. And he got me 2.9 points. And I think that that's the reason that he's in the third round. Because if Keenan Allen were to have played the rest of the season, he would be an early second round pick. I mean, he was absolutely balling last year. And Keenan Allen is not the biggest. He's not the strongest. He's not the fastest but he's just going to run the cleanest and best route that you've ever seen and make starting NFL caliber quarterbacks good NFL caliber quarterbacks look absolutely silly and leave them in the dust. Keenan Allen, I absolutely love him as a player, the best route runner in the game. He is so fun to watch. 
and that ADP is speaking to me. Early third round, take that all day long. Keenan Allen, welcome to the club, my friend. All right, number four. Number four. The number four player coming to the club on this fine Thursday evening where the club is popping. It is just popping. It is opening. It is the launch party, and it's a quarterback. And I just said his name. I said his name like two minutes ago. Were you paying attention? Mr. Justin Herbert. Welcome Welcome to to the the club. club. It doesn't kill me. It doesn't kill me to say it as a Dolphins fan, but it kind of kills me to say it. Justin Herbert is a baller, man. He has the size. He has the arm talent. He has the poise. And I remember when the Dolphins were scouting Justin Herbert in Tua Tungabaloa, and the report came out that the Dolphins really liked Justin Herbert, I was absolutely devastated. I remember listening to a podcast where a former Oregon player had said that. <laughs> they said, um, describe Justin Herbert. And the dude said, man, that dude a weirdo. <laughs> but uh, it doesn't matter because he could throw the football pretty damn well. So he is so good. He has a cannon. He is what? Six foot six. Launches it. Accuracy. The only thing that concerns me about Justin Herbert is he just never seems to have been a winner. And some people kind of brush that off. I mean, especially for fantasy, I guess that that's not the biggest deal. But like in general, it just seems like he's never been a winner. In college, he wasn't. This past year, yeah, he had a great season. I think the Chargers won like four games. I mean, they were down every game and he was padding his stats. Granted, he played exceptional and a lot of the special teams and defensive problems were the reason that uh, Herbert didn't win a lot of games. It wasn't really on him, so to say. But if you watch the Patriots game, when the Patriots walked into L.A. and beat the Chargers 45-0, to I had Justin Herbert that game. Didn't play great. Did not play great, to say the least. But I digress. He is awesome, man. He can make all the throws. Cannon for an arm. Poise for fantasy, accuracy. Doesn't throw a lot of picks. And he's just a baller, man. He's just a baller. You know, very kind of kind of quiet, you know, introverted. At least that's the sense that you get when you watch him in the interviews. But I root for Justin Herbert. You know, as a Dolphins fan, as a Tua Stan, I still root for Justin Herbert. I still want to see Justin Herbert succeed. I think that him and Keenan Allen continue to sizzle with the fantasy points this upcoming season. Current ADP 62, quarterback 8 off the board. But that seems a little low to me. Justin Herbert is a monster, especially fantasy quarterback. He is a beast, man. Take him all day long. Did a super flex draft the other day. He went sixth overall, and rightfully so. He's an awesome, awesome quarterback. Welcome to the club, my friend. Move over, Keenan. Number five, halfway through this grand opening of the club. We have a 49er. We have Brandon Ayuk, the wide receiver five through the last six weeks of the season. People forget that. Current ADP 61, wide receiver 23 off the board. Him and Deontay Johnson just scream value this year, don't they? I mean, my goodness. The Niners were probably the most injured team in the NFL last season. And if there's one team that you can guarantee or pretty much guarantee 
will be back to full strength. And what I mean by that is they missed the playoffs last year. If there's one team that missed the playoffs last year that you can guarantee will be in, obviously you can't guarantee it, but pretty close. The Niners, for sure. Brandon Ayuk is a really good player. Speed, size, good route running, good hands. Not unbelievably exceptional at anything. Him and Debo Samuel actually play very similar to each other, but they are just the perfect fit in that offense. And as the wide receiver 23 off the board, an early seventh round pick, I think that that is absolutely stealing. Ayuk was putting up wide receiver one numbers the last seven games of the year last year. I mean, people forget that, but... If you're telling me that I can get a low-end wide receiver one, and I'm not saying he will be because receiver is deeper than we've ever seen, but he's at least going to be a wide receiver two. In the early seventh round, we're doing something wrong here, folks. Brandon Ayuk, welcome to the club, my friend. Number six, another NFC West receiver. Say it ain't so. It's Mr. Tyler Lockett, another guy who is criminally undervalued this draft season current ADP is 49 wide receiver 20 off the board that's actually up from a couple weeks ago I remember he was actually in the late 50s last I looked he is basically Will Fuller on steroids no pun intended pun intended no pun intended because Will Fuller was the one on steroids all right you made me explain the joke stop okay Tyler Lockett is exceptional at catching the ball deep. He has one of the best deep ball quarterbacks in the NFL in Russell Wilson. And that is intriguing. No other way to put it. I mean, he's rare. You know, a lot of receivers blossom the second or third year Tyler Lockett took like four years I remember the first three or four years in his career everyone was saying that he sucked and I myself included I remember watching him like my goodness like Seattle took this guy what are they doing and then all of a sudden he had that one breakout year they sent him to that big deal and we haven't looked back since but Tyler Lockett is a baller an absolute baller if they let Russell Wilson cook this year I think Tyler Lockett is going to cook for your fantasy team and will be so well worth that 49th overall ADP. In fact, he will almost certainly outperform it. He finished as the wide receiver eight last year. People forget that because all of his production came in like two games. I mean, he still finished as a wide receiver eight, right? (laughs) Regardless of where his production came from. Wilson fell off. I don't expect that this year. Tyler Lockett, take him all day. Welcome to the club, my friend. Yeah, sorry. It's just really loud in here. My goodness. Wow. Okay. Number seven, another NFC West receiver, another Seattle Seahawk, prime Julio Jones, a.k.a. DK Metcalf, a.k.a. taking two picks after Andy Isabella. Shout out the Arizona Cardinals. DK Metcalf, what can you not say about this dude? I mean, he is so humble, awesome, and down to earth. And, oh, also as a football player, he is literally going to be Megatron. He's like 24 years old, and he was built in a lab. He's 6'4", 
215. I don't even have to say pure muscle. No body fat whatsoever on this dude. Everyone remembers the combine pictures where him and AJ Brown stood next to each other and he made AJ Brown look small. I don't know how you make AJ Brown look small. I didn't know that that was physically possible. I, I mean, he throw the ball up and he, no, like he's coming down with the football. I will just win with my size and strength and you will not because you're a puny defensive back in the NFL and the NFL is geared toward passing. I don't really think I need to say much about DK Metcalf. Just watch him play football. I think that's all I have to say. The current ADP is 18, wide receiver 5 off the board. Yes, please. Yes, please. Yes. 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 Welcome to the club. He could be the bouncer. Go be the bouncer, DK. <laughs> My goodness, that dude is awesome. DK Metcalf, ladies and gentlemen. Final three. Another NFC West member? A new Newly acquired NFC West member, that is Matthew Stafford of the Los Angeles Rams, Los Angeles. ADP 85, quarterback 10, that is so, so low for what his ceiling could be. Everyone remembers Matt Statpadford when he played with the Detroit Lions and they had probably the worst defense in the NFL. It feels like Matt Stafford's been in the league since like 1992, doesn't it? I mean, I feel like every single year that we watch the Detroit Lions for the past like 20 years, Matt Stafford has been the quarterback. He's only like 32 and was taken in 20, 2009. I mean, it just feels like it's been so much longer than that. But yeah, they've been a tough watch. I, I don't believe they've ever won a playoff game with him at the helm. I know that they made the playoffs a couple times, but it was never their offense that was the problem. It was their defense that was just so bad. Every single year, Matt Stafford was on the lines. I mean, they were playing, and the final scores would always be like 45 to 41, Lions loss. Matt Stafford would throw for like four touchdowns, but it wouldn't even matter. He's not perfect. He's not without flaws. He takes chances sometimes when he shouldn't. You know, I remember watching him throw it into triple coverage, quadruple coverage, and Calvin Johnson would just go up and get it, and Matt Stafford would get the stats for that, but he shouldn't have thrown it, but you're throwing to one of the greatest receivers of all time. I digress. Sean McVay and Matt Stafford are going to absolutely cook. Robert Woods and Cooper Cup are going to benefit from that. Daryl Henderson and Sonny Michelle will too. That offensive line is solid, and I think that Matt Stafford, with the coaching of Sean McVay, We'll finally put it all together. I think that the Rams win the Super Bowl this year. I've said that from the start. They were missing a quarterback. They have a quarterback now. And I think people are underestimating how big a jump Jared Goff to Matt Stafford is. I truthfully believe that because Jared Goff is awful. Like People do not realize how bad Jared Goff is at playing the game of football. I mean, <laughs> Sean McVay literally had to make it like a Pop Warner offense. So, and, and, and use the tightest leash for a quarterback that you've ever seen, you know, simplify the reads so dumbed down to the point where I could make the first throw. I could make the first read. Probably not, but you get my point. Matt Stafford, welcome to the club. It's getting packed in here. It's a little hot and heavy with all the boys, but there's room. There's room for two more, eight total guys in here so far. Number nine. In the club, sorry, it's a little noisy in here, ladies and gentlemen. Robbie Anderson, the string bean. I remember when he was on the Jets, he was the string bean because he looked like a string bean when he played football, but 
Current ADP 71, the wide receiver 34 off the board. People forget that through 12 weeks last year, Robbie Anderson was the wide receiver 8. He was running screens. He was catching long touchdowns. Really, really hot start. Kind of fizzled out at the end. But I remember the Panthers were making consistent efforts to get none other than Robbie Anderson the football. More than DJ Moore. More than DJ Moore. And Robbie Anderson is going about three rounds after DJ Moore currently is. Not here to tell you that DJ Moore isn't the better player, but Robbie Anderson is really good. Really, really good. And you can't say Robbie Anderson without without saying Adam Gase because he's one of the 800 million players that Adam Gase held back. Um, but I don't want to really get into that. I know that Matt Rule... And Robbie Anderson go back to their days at Temple. They know each other very well. Matt Rule knows Robbie Anderson's strengths and how to get him the football and how to get him open and to scheme him. And we saw it last year. It's it's not like I'm just spewing. I mean, we literally saw it. He was a top 10 wide receiver through 12 weeks last year. He was absolutely balling. Fell off a bit. Darnold does concern me a tad. But just purely based off of talent, I think that Robbie Anderson is deserving of a spot in the club, man. There is one more spot in the club, in Tux Club 2021. How many of these fine gentlemen will be back next year? No one knows. It's the most popping club right now in the city of Milford, Connecticut. But <laughs> Number 10. Oh, man, you guessed it. Don't make me say it. I'm going to say it. Don't make me say it. I'm going to say it. All right. Tua Tonga Valoa of the Miami Dolphins. I am such a homer. My goodness. ADP 156, quarterback 20. Not really for fantasy, though, to be honest. I mean, I I don't really advocate for Tua. I think that he's a fine quarterback, too, in a super flex and maybe a bench stash in a 1QB league. But this is more so based off of talent and for real life. These are 10 guys that I believe in, and I truly do still believe in Tua. I do. I think that his upside is Drew Brees, Russell Wilson. He's a lefty. It's kind of weird to watch. Don't see too many of those. But he played really well in a lot of spots last year. And people forget that. People forget that because the last two games that Tua played were his worst two games that he played. And the last two games that he played were the two nationally televised games. When he played Buffalo, he played absolutely awful. I'm not defending a thing in that game. The skills players sucked there too. They were all hurt, but Tua played terrible that game. And Ryan Fitzpatrick was out with COVID or else we would have seen Fitzpatrick get put in the game for Tua for the third time that season. But when he played the Raiders, he also played pretty bad. Just not aggressive enough for the NFL level. I think when you play at Alabama and you have four NFL caliber receivers, you're used to them being wide open when they are playing Mississippi Delta and not the Los Angeles Rams. But I digress. He also played really well in a lot of spots last year because I remember the Dolphins almost pulling off the upset over the Chiefs in the second half into a slicing and dicing the Chiefs in pulling them within seven. I remember... Him going into Arizona and knocking off Kyler Murray in a duel for the ages. And I remember him looking really, really good. That was the best game that he had played all season. And that 
That's the upside with Tua. And also, the offensive coordinator in offense last year did not do him any favors. They babied him. Absolutely babied him. So this year, as an avid Dolphins fan, I am taking receipts on Tua. If you would like to get in while you can, please do so. Because he is going to ball out this year. Book it. I love the skills players. I don't really love the running backs, but the skills players with Albert Wilson, Wolf Fuller, Devontae Parker, Preston Williams, and many others. Tua is going to ball out. Oh, Jalen Waddle, of course. How could I forget? Offense is brand new. Another year in the system. Another year with the hip injury behind him. I'm telling you, Tua Tungavailoa in real life and even in fantasy is going to ball out this year. All right, club's getting pretty packed. That's it. That's all 10 of the players in the Tux Club 2021. And that was fun. I'm going to do that show every single year from now on. And depending on whether the guys perform or don't, we'll make that show every year and remove and add accordingly. I thank you guys so much for listening. We are one day closer to the start of NFL football. We all need it right now. And I will see you guys in the next show. Again, thank you for listening. Take care. 